Today's daf is Nazir daf Lamatessa. Good night. We are holding on Lamatessa Medalif at the two dots, four lines into the page on Lamatessa Medalif. So, first, we're just going to uh, make a brief comment about the last line of the previous Mishnah, and then we're going to move on to a new sugya. The Mishnah is going to talk about Stam Nazirus being 30 days and what happens if a person is Megaleach within 30 days, whether he does it himself or whether someone else is Megaleach him, what that means for the future of his Nazirus if the Giluach is done prematurely. Then the Gemara is going to raise an interesting Metzius question. The Gemara is going to ask the question, how hair grows? Does hair grow from the root, that it uh, that the, the hair that's already on your head continues to move further and further away from your head? Or does hair grow from the end of the hair? That as the hair grows, the root stays exactly, the hair by the root stays exactly the same, and the hair extends itself from the end. So the Gemara is not sure how it works. There's enough Gemina, the Gemara is not just uh, you know discussing how hair grows, and the Gemara is going to have five rayas as to how we can determine the uh, the way that hair normally grows. And that's going to be the majority of the daf, actually. And then on Amad Bez, the Gemara is going to talk about uh, what if, uh, the, the, uh, whether the Yisra of a Nazi removing his hair is only bitar, it's only with a razor, or even with other instruments or by hand, there's an Yisra of a Nazi removing his hair. So uh, we're going to talk about that, that, uh, that issue. Whenever you talk about any issue of, of hair removal, well, it's always a discussion whether it's only bitar or by other things, by a kavas harosh, by shchasas hazakan. So by, we generally pass them by shchasas hazakan. It's only bitar that uh, that by other with other implements it would be it would be mutter. Kavas harosh maybe is different. So we want to we discuss over here. What about nazirus? Is nazirus only bitar? Is the issue of removing hair only bitar, or does it apply with other other things as well, not just with the razor? So let's just finish up the last couple of lines here. Before for the Mishnah, Rav Lazar ben Azariah Omer. We had a machlokas in the Mishnah when uh, the Torah says that mechatzan v'adzag that the Nazir is not allowed to eat. So, what exactly does that mean? So, Rav Lazar ben Azariah said it's telling us numbers that you have to have shnei chatzanim and zag echad in order to be chayiv. But what are chatzanim and zagim? That was a machlokas. The Mishnah had said chatzanim elu achitzanim azagim elu pnimim div Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda said that the chatzanim are the peels, the zagim of the seeds, Rabbi Yossi said that it was the opposite. So the Gemara just points out over here, Am Rav Yosef, Keman Metargaminan. According to whose opinion does the Targum go? When it says, Mechatsan V'adzag, the Targum translates, Mefortsanin V'ad Itzurin. So the Gemara says, well, that's Rabbi Yossi. That seems to be translating it like Rabbi Yossi. As Tosus points out, Mefortsanin Dahainu Agarinin. If you translate Mechatsanin as Mefortsanin, Mefortsanin are the seeds. V'chein V'mesech Savadzar, Portsanin V'adzag, and the atzurin are the the tzurin are the uh, are the klipa. That's the the uh, the peel. Because when we talk about schita of grapes, squeezing the grapes, the targum is atzris is atzurin. So schita is done on the klipa. That's what you would squeeze out a little bit extra of because sometimes there's a little bit of moisture in the klipa. But people will not do schita on the garinim, and therefore we see clearly that the targum Targum assumes, like the Shita of Rabbi Yossi, that this is how we translate. So you have sometimes that uh, you have a Machlokas Tanaim, where the Targum assumes one way in the Machlokas Tanaim. It doesn't sound a Rashi.
raya necessarily against any uh, any tana. That the targum uh, targum is one opinion, and uh, sometimes the tanaim hold hold differently. Sometimes you even have I think uh, by yeah, you have machlokas uh, where it's uh, where the targum doesn't assume like anybody, which just the targum against uh, what we assume in Tabla Babli. I think uh, by Pnei Seva Takum Vardarta Pnei Zaken. I think it's Machlokas Targum and Talmud Bavli. Which of those two words, Seva and Zaken, which of those two words mean an old person and which one means a Talmud Chacham? The Talmud Bavli assumes Seva means an old person and Zaken is Zeshekana Chachma. So whereas the, uh, the Targum, I think, assumes the other way around. That Seva means a Talmud Chacham and Zaken means an old person. And that would be Chapit Nafkamina Lamaisa because the Allah is that uh, the Torah says, when play Seva, Takum, that there's a requirement to stand for whoever an old person is. But how old is old? How old does a person have to be in order to uh, to be chayiv to stand for them? So if you hold that mepre seva takum vadarte pnei zakin, that seva refers to an old person. So the Mishnah says in Mesachas uh, Avos, I think ben shishim seva ben shivim lezikna. So if seva refers to an old person, then it would be a 60-year-old. If, z- if zakin refers to an old person, then it would be a 70-year-old that you'd have to stand for. So perhaps a 10-year nafkamina lemaisa. So that's what Ravad Yosef points that out in the Tshuva, I think, in Yechavadas, when he talks about standing for an elderly person that comes on a bus or something like that to give up your seat. So he talks about that discussion of, uh, of, the, of the Targum against the Talmud Bavli. But over here, the Targum is like one of the Shittos in Tanaim, not like the other, not like the other Shittos in Tanaim. Says the Mishnah now, New Mishnah, Lamed Tesa Medalef, Stam Nazirus Lamed Yom, Stam Nazirus, the typical Nazirus is 30 days. We already had extensive discussions about that, where we know that from, whether it's from the gematria of Yehiyah, or the amount of times the word Nazir is used in the parasha, whether it's used 29 times, and therefore that leads us somehow with Stam Nazirus being 30 days, but one way or another, Stam Nazirus is Shoshim Yom Tosos already points out that Kvar Shaninu Zebeperekama, we already learned this in the first parak that Stam Nazirus is Shoshim Yom, but the Tani Stam Nazirus Shoshim Yom, but once we're going to mention over here, what happens if someone is Megaleach within 30 days? So that's why we mentioned that Stam Nazirus is Shloshim uh, Yom over here. That's the uh, the reason for, for mentioning it. The Klayakar in uh, Parshas Naso says, why is it that it's uh, that Stam Nazirus 30 days? What's the uh, the idea of Stam Nazirus 30 days? So the Klayakar writes that if you think about it, Nazirus doesn't seem to make much sense. Here's a person going to accept upon himself higher levels of Kedusha. He's going to live on a different plane now, and then what? And then the Nazir is going to be over, and I'll go back to all the old habits, everything that, that was before. He says, no, nah, that can't be the point of Nazirus. Nazirus has to be a life-changing experience, not just for the 30 days. It's supposed to affect the rest of the person's life, not just those those 30 days. So the Kliyaka writes that it takes 30 days to develop new habits, and that's what the Nazirus is all about. So he's not going to be Nazir the rest of his life, where he's never ever going to drink wine, or he's never ever going to be Matam and Mason but he will have developed habits enough that he'll be able to modify his lifestyle going forward, and that's how long it takes. That's the assumption, he says, that it takes 30 days to develop new habits. We have such a thing, la that we assume it takes 30 days to develop new habits. In Yana Diyoma, that that we assume that uh, within 30 days, if you don't know what you said, we assume you went with whatever your habit was, and your habit was uh, not saying in the summertime, but after 30 days, 
Yisim, Yisim, you developed a new habit, and therefore if a person wasn't focused or doesn't remember what exactly he did, so he probably went with the new habit of saying it 30 days. There is that famous discussion, the Torah quotes, about whether whether it's a din in 30 days over there, or it's a din in 90 times, based on the Gemara of Baba Kama, that Richek Nigichosav, the Mkirev Nigichosav, the Kol that if an ox gores three times in three different days, it's going to become a more than for sure. If it gores three times in one day, it's going to become more. Maybe the same thing would be true about developing a habit of Mashavarach Maragashem, but that Luchora is enough community, whether you assume it's about de- that developing habits is about a 30 day time period, or developing habits is about 90 times, not a 30-day time period. I know in, uh, I was told that in, uh, in Rabbi Willich's shul on the, uh, by the HaKafos on Simchas Torah, they, they, one of the songs that they sing 90 times is they, uh, they sing that paragraph of Shman Esrei so that everyone will have said <laughs> to be choshesh with that shita 90 times and then they won't, they'll, they'll avoid all the, uh, all the sveikos. So that's uh, it's a good etza. Um, Okay, so uh, so Stam Nazirus is thirty days. Gileach or Shulgulchu listim so salamidiom. If the person was Megaleach or listim war Megaleach, the person they attacked him. And what do you want from me? You want my money? No, we want your hair. And they cut his hair. So so salamidiom. That's going to be so sir. Thirty days of his of his Nazirus. Nazir shegileach bein bezug bein betar or shesivsev kol shu chayiv. A Nazir that, that cuts his hair, whether with a scissor, with a razor, or he just pulls out a kol shu of hair. He's going to be chayiv. So a couple of things over here. First of all, Tosfos in that same Tosfos reading before, Tosfos points out the time of the Soser Lamed Yom. The reason it's Soser thirty days in Dibra Maskel Stam Mishum Debaya Nazir Shialo Teglach Hashal Mitzvah Kdeshe Yisaro Gadol Kfisha Royle Gadol Stam Nazirus. In order to do the Teglachas, you need to cut thirty days worth of growth. Tahainu Shloshim Yom. So what's the case that it's Soser 30 days? It has to be that he was Megaleach or the Listim or Megaleachim on the 30th day. Otherwise it would never be Soser Lamed Yom. It would just be Soser whatever he's counted until that point. And then he'd start the 30 again. Shayim Gilchu, Bechaf, the Messiah the, 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 the changes it to, O Yoser, Lomi Yistar Sakol, Eich Yachzor Vyimna Mashamana Kvar. Why would it be Soser everything? Maybe that's what it means. That Soser Shloshim Yom doesn't mean that it's Soser the thirty, you know, previous thirty days. It means that it's Soser to the point where he always needs another thirty days from that point forward before he could do a Giluach. So comes out that if you say that the din is not that it's so so thirty days, but the din is that you can't do giluach until you have thirty days of growth. What if a person was uh, had accepted an azirus for sixty days and imgilchu biyom shloshim and they attack him and they cut his hair on day thirty? Well, then ain't no soser klum. It would not be soser any part of his azirus. Because he'll still have thirty days worth of growth by the time he gets to the end of the nazirus. So this is the uh, the sheet of Tosus and the Rov Rishonim, I believe, that they they work with the assumption that the stira of thirty days doesn't really mean a stira of thirty days. It means you need a gidul sayer of thirty days, and therefore, for on day thirty of a sixty day nazirus, the giluach happens. You get another. You, you, it doesn't set you back at all because you'll have another thirty days of growth before the. The 
And the Rambam in the sixth parak of Hilchus Nazirus Halacha Aleph writes that even by the Nazirus Meruba, it's also Shloshim Yom. The Rambam writes, Niskaleach Rov Rosho Ben Betar Ben Keintar Velonisha Minasarus Kdelochav Rosho Liyikaron. If they cut the hair in a way that it's cut close to the scalp, Ben Bezadon Ben Bishkaga, I feel the whole list in bonus. Whether you did it on purpose by accident, someone came in totally out of your control and attacked the person and cut his hair. Hareze Soser Shloshim Yom. Ketzad, he says, for example, Nader Nizirus Mea Yom, Lachar Esriom Esim Yom Niskalech Rov Saro, Hareza Shoah Shoshim Yom Achi Yerba Seah Rosho, Vachar Shoshim Yom, Monishmonim Yom, Tashlim Yom Niziruso. The Ram says the guy was in Nazir for 100 days, 20 days into it, someone cut his hair, he waits 30 days and then counts the next 80 days, then finishes off the 80 days, meaning those first 20 days are not, are, uh, that when, when, uh, when the hair was cut after those first 20 days, that sets him back 30 days. He now has to uh, d- do those 20 days in the next 30 days, and then he can start counting the rest of the 80 days. That's the, uh, and during those 30 days, the Ram says, Kol He has all the dinam of a Nazir, but they don't count toward the minion. Nizirusa. That's what it means that it's Soser Shoshim Yom. So it turns out, major machlokas, Rambam and Shah Rishonim, the other Rishonim assume, Tosos and other Rishonim assume, that it's not a din in stira like by Tumah, where Tumah is going to be Soser the Nizirusa. It's just a din that in Teglachas that you need to have in long enough hair to do a proper Teglachas, but it's not actually Soser his Nizirusa at all. It may not set him back even a single day. Whereas the Rambam understands that Teglachas is a din in stira. It's a din in, just like uh, stira betuma. It's just that Tumah is also the entire Nazirus, but Tiglachas is also only 30 days of the Nazirus. But it is a modified din of a Stiras Nazirus. That's how the Rambam seems to understand. So that's a fundamental machlokas, Rambam and Tosos, in understanding our Mishnah. Now, the, uh, the, the, the Mishnah had said that Kol Shuhu, that even if he takes off a Kol Shuhu of hair, he's chayiv. What does Kol Shuhu mean? The Mefarish understands that Kol Shuhu means that he was Talash Ktsas they didn't cut the hair all the way down to the root. He just cut a little bit of hair off the end. Tosos and the Rambam, however, understand that kolshu means sa'ara achas, that you're chayiv even if you only cut one hair, as opposed to uh, having to cut shtei uh, sa'aros, which often is the halacha, that, uh, that there's din of shtei sa'aros over here by Nazirus, even uh, even a single hair is, uh, that's what Tosos writes in Dibra Maskel, Nazir Shekilech, Vim Yisraim HaShesiv, Seif, Pirish, Talash Kolshu Afilu Seir Echad Loka Alav. That even if it's uh, one hair, Mairi Shokar Seir Meikaru Mashkas Munashorish Keintar, the Loka Mikraditar Lo Yavra Al Rosh, the Rabbin Bugmar Sharam Avirin. That if you cut it all the way to the root, even if it's just a single hair, that's called the Kolshu. The Mepharshan says, no, it's, it's talking about multiple hairs, but not cutting it all the way to the root. And now this happens to be a discussion in the Talmud Yerushalmi. The Yerushalmi over here in the sixth. Parakanazir quotes the sheet of Rabbi Yossi that says you only get Malkus if you're Megalech Shtei Saros. Yushalmi says, How can you say Shtei Saros? I, it says Kol Shuhu. The Yushalmi says, Doesn't that imply a Filusara Achas that even one hair? So Yushalmi says that the mission doesn't mean Kol Shuhu Sara Achas. It means that even if you're Mesav Seif Mixas Mishtei Saros, that even if you just cut off the ends of two hairs, 
That's what it means by Kolshu. So the Yushalmi has this discussion of Tosus and the Mefaresh and starts assuming like Tosus, but then concludes like the Mefaresh. So that's uh, that very same discussion we have in the Rishonim, you actually find in the Tamil Yushalmi over here. Okay, so says the Gemara now, Ibailu, Haim Mazya, Militachas Ravi Omila El. When hair grows, how does hair grow? Does hair grow from the bottom? Does hair grow from the top? Meaning, does hair, do, do your existing hairs extend from their ends, or do they grow from the roots? So uh, how does it work? So the Mayna Afkamina says, who cares? What, uh, what difference does it make how hair grows? Why would we philosophize about uh, something like that? So Gemara says, no, it's not philosophy, it's halacha. What if uh, attackers attacked the Nazir, and they shaved his head, but they left, they didn't shave him bald, they left enough hair that you could be that you could bend the hair over where the end of the hair could bend toward the root. So the hair is that long. So Ravi So if you say that it's Milutachas Ravi, that the hair grows from the bottom and uh, whatever hair you have at the closest to your roots is your newest hair and the oldest hair is the one that's furthest away from your scalp well then they took away his Nazirus meaning when he was Makabal Nazirus he had certain hair on his head that hair is now gone when they gave him that haircut that because they cut off the end of the hair so that hair is now gone and therefore that's going to ruin his, his Nazirus but if you say Mila El Rabi that the hair grows from its ends not from the roots so when they give him a haircut and leave hair close to the root, they're leaving him with his initial Nazirus hair. So if they're leaving him with his initial Nazirus hair, the Nazirus is still going to be intact and nothing's going to happen to his Nazirus. So if you look at Tosos, that the hair that he had on the day of his Kabbalist Nazirus, they have taken it and shaven it. And what they left him with is not what he started his Nazirus with. Came, but rather that was hair that grew afterwards. And therefore it's going to be so in the Nazirus. Because if you don't leave him with any of his original Nazirus hair, that's what it's going to be so in the Nazirus. But if they leave him with the sheer chashuv of the hair that he started his Nazirus with, then he's good, then he's going to be okay. So it also assumes that there is some sort of din that the mitzvah of Giluach of a Nazir has to be with the hair that one begins his Nazirus with, that there's some sort of uh, halacha like this, that you have to, that the mitzvah of Giluach is not stam to be Megaleach Seyar, it's to be Megaleach the Seyar that he began his Nazirus with. This is difficult, though, the Achronim point out. How could you say that that's the mitzvah of Teglachas, that it has to be uh, what, what, what was Niskadesh Bikadushas Nazirus Meikara? And if, uh, what, what if Listam were Megaleach and Legamri? What if they shave his head off, they shave all of his hair off entirely? So what's the halacha? He grows it for another 30 days and he's megaleach. What, what do you mean? How could he be megaleach? That hair definitely wasn't there at the beginning of his nazirus. So you see that the din of giluach is not only on hair that was there at the, uh, the beginning of the nazirus. So the, um, the, 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 the understanding must be that l'chadchila, that that's the, uh, the ideal, that obviously when you have no other option because that hair is no longer there. So then you cut 30 days of growth. 
but you don't even need 30 days, meaning there are two ways to be Mekayim Giluach. Giluach could be Mekayim with even less than 30 days of growth, as long as you have some of the hair that you started with the Nazirus with. How much of the hair? Enough Kedelach of Rosh Likar, which Gemara is going to say is seven days of growth, it's less than 30 days of growth, or absent that amount of hair, then at least you need uh, 30 days of growth in order to be Mekayim, the mitzvah of, uh, of Giluach. So that's, uh, that's what it seems to be assuming, because Tosas makes this assumption, it's, uh, it seems to emerge from the Gemara that we have this assumption, that you have to, that ideally one has to cut the hair that he began his Nazirus with. Okay, but the Gemara raised this question, how does hair grow? Does hair grow from its roots, or does hair grow from its ends? So the Gemara is going to have five rayas here, all on Amad Aleph. Tashma, raya number one. Meha in If you look at a, at a louse, you look at a lice, they always stick toward the roots of the hair. They don't. Uh, they don't go toward the ends of the hair. But at, even as the hair grows, it still stays closer to the root of the hair and not toward the end of the hair. But if the hair is actually growing from the root, so where it was stuck originally close to the root, it should have grown out over time and no longer been so close to the scalp. So don't you see, therefore, that the hair grows from the end and not from the root? No, it likes to crawl up to the root. So as it as it continues to grow out, it crawls right back down to the uh, to the root of the hair. So it crawls right back to the scalp. So that doesn't tell you anything. The fact that you you can spot the live uh, the the live lice uh, close closest to the scalp doesn't tell you how the hair grows. If you look at Tosas Tashma Mahay Inva, Tosas Pirush Beitzei Kinim. That Beitzekinim is the definition of uh, of inva, which means a uh, lice of some sort. Now there is a halach in Shulchan Aruch in Hilchas Shabbos and some Shinta Zayin Shulchan Aruch paskins that you're allowed to kill kinim on Shabbos. And the Mishabur explains that uh, because all malachs of Shabbos we learn from the Mishkan, and when they killed Balechayim in the making of the Mishkan, it was from the Shechitas Elam Adamim that they that were in the Mishkan that they used for the skins of the animals. So Ma Elam Adamim Shaparim Verabim Afkal Shaparim Verabim that the only thing that's also to kill is an animal that, that does puruvu, an animal that has a mother and a father and is, uh, is a product of that. But Masha'in Kenakina, that doesn't come from a Zachar and Nekeva, rather it comes from Zaya. It spontaneously generates from Zaya, from sweat, and uh, so it's not considered a Beria, and therefore it's Mutter Laharga, it's Mutter to kill it. So this caused a great challenge for Achronim once they discovered microscopes and they were able to see things that, uh, that happened on, uh, on a microscopic level, they realized that Kinim are all Parin Varavin. There's no such thing as spontaneously generated Kinim. So this was a major uh, discussion in the in the poskim. Does that mean the halacha changes? That if the halacha is that you're only allowed to kill those things that are not part of Rava, so everything's part of Rava, so you shouldn't be allowed to kill kinim either on Shabbos. Or do we say no? The Gemara says that you're allowed to kill kinim on Shabbos. How can you say that the halacha is going to change? You're not going to be allowed to kill kinim on Shabbos. The Marsham in Das Torah brings a raya from our Gemara. Tos says in the inva's beitzekinim, so you see that beitzekinim have chius that we consider that to be chius, and if you consider it to be chius, then you're not allowed to kill it. So you see that uh, must have been a machlokas in Chazal, and Chazal some, at some point must have been aware that uh, that even kinim have chius, and therefore you're not allowed to kill it. But he's docha the raya because uh, the, the, it could be that we're talking about a certain type 
of kinim over here. That beitzei chaya is a beitzei kinim is a certain type of kinim that you don't have elsewhere. So how to deal with uh, with the fact that Chazal are against the science is a fundamental machlokas. The Mikhtav Melio in a much celebrated piece of pretty famous piece of Mikhtam Elio, Rav Dessler writes that the din doesn't change. Bein l'chum or bein the din doesn't change. Chazal Rokoveya, based on what people are able to perceive. The halacha is determined not based on the microscopic reality, but based on what people are able to perceive. So if based on perception, it looks like it's spontaneously generated. So Mela, that has a din of spontaneously generated, even though it's not, it's not the metzius, it's not, it's not the facts on the ground. And therefore, the halacha is still going to be true that you're going to be allowed to kill it, even though we know that it's that it's part of a rava, you would have a nafkamina for uh, uh, you know uh, these small bu- eating bugs like this, that bugs that are uh, that that uh, not 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 bugs that are spontaneously generate, but the the chazal assume that any bug that spontaneously generates in a fish, let's say, is uh, mutter to eat because it grows in the basra dug. It doesn't come from the outside. What they discovered is that there's no such thing that when uh, when you find little bugs and they had a big controversy with the salmon a few years back when they find those little bugs those little bugs were uh, the fish swallowed these eggs and then uh, they hatched and they the bugs grew in the fish but they weren't spontaneously generated in the buster of the fish so if you all this way but from uh, from a, 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 a human eye level it seems that they spontaneously generate in the fish and male it's going to be mother I think that's how Shafter said at the time that he thought that, uh, that that that's how the Allah is determined based on what we're able to perceive on, uh, on uh, with without my Microscopes and without uh, without anything beyond just what we're able to see. So as long as it, uh, we're able to, we're, we're not able to see it. Um, we're not we, it, it, to, it to, to, to our eyes. It seems like it's spontaneously generated. Or it seems like it grows in the buster of the fish. Then it's going to be mutter. However, not all the posts can agree with that. There's a tshuva. Rav Rav El Yashavel this way and there's a tshuva in the Shevet Hakasi Hakasi that Bizman Chazal Kinum were not part of Verabim. Nowadays they are part of Verabim. So the Matthias changed Nishtanu Ativim. So Nishtanu Ativim we have to respond to what the Teva is of the time. Then there's another approach. The other approach is that all the scientists Rabbi Korsim and whatever they're saying is uh, is not true. Chazal say that the Kinum were part of Verabim. Nothing Kalas Lo Anislam. No no secret escaped them. And therefore you just have to go with whatever uh, whatever. Chazal say so that you know on a certain level is the firmest approach, but uh, but on a certain level is uh, is not okay whatever. But the different uh, different approaches to uh, to how to deal with this. So so that's uh, that, that's that's number one. That's the first raya. Says Gemara raya number two. How does hair grow? Does hair grow from the end or from the root? Tashima inva mesa beresha debinsa. That uh, what if you have a dead louse? So you'll always find that one furthest away from the scalp. How did that end up for this? So the live one, we know, is always running toward the scalp. How did the dead one, doesn't move anymore. So how did it end up furthest away from the scalp? It must be, If the hair only grows from the end and not from the root, then we should always find it where it started. It should never move along the hair. If it started close to the scalp, it should, it should remain close to the scalp. Yet that's not what happens. It always stays, it always ends up at the end of the hair. So isn't that a raya that the hair grows from the uh, from the root. So it says, No, it slips. It slips down the hair when it's dead. It doesn't have 
it doesn't have the ability to grab on as tight when it's dead, so it just slips down the hair. So you can't bring any rias from where you're going to find lice in the hair because that could just be uh, as a result of uh, the louse moving one in one direction or the other. So raya number three, Tashima mi baloris to kushim. It used to be the common practice of Ovdei Avodazara to megadel baloris. Megadel baloris meant that some part of their hair they would continue to grow for their whole lives. They would just leave it growing and they would uh, and they would braid it because it got so long, and that part of the hair, they would shave the sides of their head, and there would be Megadal Belorus, Machlokas, either on the top or in the back of the hair, uh, that they would just always grow forever. So Megadal Belorus to Kushim. So how does it work when they braid? If you look at their braids, the bust of the Megadale, Rafyomilatachas. Where does it start to come loose? It starts to come loose closest to the scalp. It doesn't start to loosen furthest away from the scalp. But if all the new growth was furthest away from the scalp, that's where the braids should come loose. But the fact that the braids come loose closest to the scalp tells you that that's where the growth of the hair must be happening, closest to the scalp. That no, it could be just, just uh, gets, they, when they lie in their pillow, when they, uh, that, that's the part that gets mushed around the most, the one that's closest to the scalp. So that's, that's, that's why it comes loose over there. It has nothing to do with how the hair is growing. So that's not a riot either. Tashima, the Gemara says, Raya number four. Miskarta derafi amra milatachas. That uh, miskarta, what's miskarta? When they would, uh, the, the Mefarish points, uh, points out over here. Kilomar ad midi Up until now, we haven't been talking about any halachas. We've been saying, oh, look at uh, lice and look at how megad lebeloris. Nothing to do with any halacha. Let's look in the world of Torah and see if there's any halacha that will indicate to us. Titania, elahashta iko Let's talk about the halacha of Meiser Behema. How do you mark off Meiser Behema? You put all of your uh, your sheep into the pen, you open up the door a little bit, and as they come out, you start counting them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine for me, and one for Hashem, and you mark it red. So they would uh, color its wool red. They'd make a marking on it. So look at how that paint on the wool develops as the wool grows, that uh, the paint has a way of, of making the hair all uh, tangled and come together, and then as the wool grows, it becomes soft and loose at, at the bottom, close to the, uh, close to the body. It must be the part that's loose, the part that's soft, is the part that's growing afterwards. So that's the Raish. So this is a higher level Svara. This is a Svara based on the Midi Titania, based on something that's, that's, uh, that relates to Halacha. That's what the, uh, the Chida points out, that in general, whenever you can have a Svara, Svara is good. Better than Svara is a Svara supported by a Brisa. That, uh, that the Gemara went through Svaras, and the Mefarish makes a big deal about over here how this isn't just a Svara, this is a Svara that brings us in the world of Torah. We're not just in a scientific discussion, we're in a Torah-related Svara discussion. That's what the Chida is quoted in the, uh, the Penine Halacha section of the Masifta from his Sefer Ein Zocher, Mareches Aleph Simen Tezayin, that, uh, that you see that it's always better, Ein Lahotzi Din Misvara Tzarek Levakish Smach Mi Gemara Omeaposkim. Always better to look for some sort of Smach from the Gemara Poskim and not just from Svara alone. So that's, uh, that, 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 that's, that, that's one raya. So we see, and that's Vitanya, that we have in a brace of a Sue and another raya. 
katsavi sabia diknuhun chivran ikvi nimun shmamina milutachas rabbi shmamina. The other raya is when old people um, when they they color their beards. If a person has a white beard, uh, dyes his beard black. So you see, where does the white come back first? So how does the white the white come back? So as the beard grows out, the ends of the beard stay black from the dye, and the closer to the face, closer to the roots, that's the part that grows in white. So you see that it grows from closer to the root. It doesn't grow from the end. So that's what the Gemara says. Shmamina. That's how you see that it's got to be that milutachas rabbi. That that's how uh, that's how hair grows. This Gemara is also quoted as a raya in a in a halachic discussion. There is a discussion about dyeing hair. Whether a man is allowed to dye his hair. Shulchanach paskins in Yardes and Kufpei Beis that a man is not allowed to dye white hair black. Afilusara achas because lo yilbash gever. So there are two issues when it comes to dyeing hair. There's lo yilbash gever and there's gnevas das that one is not allowed to give false impressions. So if a person is really old but he does things to make himself look younger than he really is that beyond what's generally accepted to just try to look good but uh, to, to, to modify his looks to make himself look younger than he really is it could be an issue of Gnevistas for a shidduch or something a guy is 50 years old but he would prefer to marry a 20 year old woman so he wants to make himself look like he's 30 years old so that would be uh, that would be a violation of, of Gnevistas but it's also a violation of, of Lo Yul or maybe a violation of Lo Yul Bashkever the, the Shulchan Paskins explicitly that it is so that's the question in the post game what if a person grays prematurely. You have a teenager whose hair turned white. So is that a violation of the Yildash Gever for him to, uh, to, to dye his hair in order to look like the rest of his friends, not to look like a 50-year-old man when he's in high school? So you have like that sometimes. And there are many, many different tales in the post Some say you should dye it red. Dafka, the Shulchan says not dye black, but you dye it red. Some say dye not orange, red. And that way everyone will realize that it's not his natural color, and then it's going to be, uh, then, then, then it's not going to be a violation of, uh, of anything, and no one in their right mind tries for that color, so it's not Leil Bashgever either. Okay, others, so one of the rays they bring is from this Gemara. The Gemara doesn't say these Rishayim are very young and move, dye their beards, and it doesn't say that. It just says, you know, like old people dye their beards all the time. It makes it sound like it's a Davra Mutter. So some of the posts can say, yeah, it's a Davra Mutter on the beard. Because the beard is different than the hair. It's hard to call that Leil Bashkever Simlas Isha, that uh, women generally don't dye their beards. And uh, beard hair is different than the, than the hair on the, on the head. So that's, uh, that's, that's one of the possibilities that they, that they suggest. In the Marsham, he says that maybe um, it, some of the posts suggest have a guy do it or a woman do it, and then it would not be, a vi- it would not be your violation. They have no issue of Leil Bashkever, so let them dye the person's hair. So if he goes to a hair salon and uh, he has a barber do it or whatever, the, the hairstylist do it, so then that would not be a problem. Marsham says that's that's uh, ridiculous. He says yeah, that means if uh, if if you go and have a guy dress you up in a dress, that means that it's not a violation of the Yiddish Gever. Of course, the issue is not the, the actual doing it. The issue is having it. The issue is uh, d- having this uh, feminine thing. It's not so pasha though. That's not so pasha at all. Meaning there's a, including the Yiddish Gever. Shulchan says looking in a mirror. So uh, so the pasha says it's the feminine act of like there are two issues is of the Yiddish 
Gever. There's the Yisra of appearing like a woman, and then there's the Yisra of doing feminine things. So one could argue that hair, you know, dyeing the hair could be one way or the other. Does it make a person look like a woman when, uh, when, he, when, he, when he dyed his hair? It doesn't make him look like a woman. It makes, it's just a feminine activity. It's a beautification. That's a feminine activity. So that's how some of the other posts can suggest. Okay, an interesting discussion. Says so he said that if listim attack a nazir and they cut, they cut his hair and they leave him with enough hair, so it's not going to be so listar. But if you can say that the hair grows from the bottom, so then let, let it be uh, let it be Nazirus, because this is, they, they cut off the hair of his Nazirus when they gave him the haircut, so it should be Sosa the Nazirus. So it says, Mark, the case must be they were Megaleachim after it was already 30 days and he just yet, had not yet brought his Karbanos so or done any of the procedures of getting out of his Nazirus. And we're assuming like the Shita Reb Lazar that any time it's after the Melos that if a person becomes Tame after the Melos it's only Soser seven days. So the same is true with Giluach after the Melos. It's only going to be seven days. My time is Reb Lazar. Yolif Teglachas Tara Mi Teglachas Tuma that we derive Teglachas Tara from Teglachas Tuma just like if a person were to become Tameh after the Melos, it only sets him back seven days after Glachas Tara Shiva. So if a person gets a haircut after the Melos, after 30 days are over, it only sets him back seven days. And the assumption is that for seven days, seven days of growth is enough that you could bend the hair over to the to the root. That's where that's how long it takes to grow hair long enough to be able to do a giluach. The Rashash asked the question how the Gemara could assume that the Brisa is going like uh, Rabbi Eliezer. The Brisa says that the Shir of Chashiva Seir is Kdeilach of Roshali Karo. There's a Mishnah in Nida where there's Machlokas Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Lazar about the Shir of, of hair, how much is hair for Shtei Sa'aros to determine godless of a child. Is it Kdeilach of Roshali Karo? That's Rabbi Yishmael. Shita. Rabbi Eliezer though says likros It just has to be long enough that you can catch it with the uh, with the fingernail. So how can we say that the Bryce is going like a blazer in the shear of Chashiva Sayers of Karo by the Simone Godless? It's not that way. By the Simone Godless, Rabbi Eliezer says likros So Shash says that Rabbi Eliezer in the Mishnah Nida is talking Dafka where you need shtei saros. There it's likros pitziporin. But over here we're talking about uh, we're talking about giluach nazir, which needs giluach rov. Rosho. So even according to Rabbi Lazar, the shir would be kitei lachov rosho liikaro. That the shir might be different, essentially, for Nazirs than than it would be for determining shtei saros of 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 godless. Nazir shekileich bein b'tar bein b'zugos sif sif kol shulchayiv. The Mishnah had said, however the Nazir removes his hair, he's chayiv. Whichever way he removed the hair. Tan Rabbanon tar in the elatar. I would only know from the pasuk that it's a razor. Talash mirate sif sif kol shuminayin. How do I know that if he takes it off using uh, using some sort of Sam or you or taking it with his with his hands or anything like that that he's going to be that that it's also a violation of cutting his hair. Tabulomar the pasuk says Kadoshia gadal perasar rosho div rabbiyoshia. So it's from the pasuk itself that it sounds like any hair growth on his head should remain untouched, and that if he removes it, it's going to be a violation. Rabbiyosan tar in the alatari has a different trash. I only know from the pasuk that a razor is a problem. Mirate talash sif sif kolshu. Potter, not, and because I only know that from the pasuk, if you do any other form of hair removal, it's going to be potter. You're not going to be chayev. 
I vaksiv kadoshia. What do you do with the drasha that Rabbi Yoshia had? That kadoshia sounds like you're not allowed to touch the hair, even if it's just by hand, even if it's just by a scissor, even if it's just by sam. So the member dim gilech lebitar kaimale baseve losase. Now kadoshia is giving a mitzvah sase on top of the losase that there's a losase one is not allowed to cut uh, bitar, and if one does cut bitar, he is not only violated that losase, he's also violated the ase of kadoshia. But in uh, a the whole the whole violation is only if one does it with a uh, with a tar. Is not if one do, not if one does with any other type of uh, type of implement. So tiny tiny We have another brice a tar in the other tar. How do I know other implements? Tamalomar lo yavar al rosho. Well, it, once we're going to include everything, every form of hair removal, so why do we, why does the Torah identify tar, identify a razor? Because otherwise there would be no way for us to know that the last tiglachas has to be with a razor. We can't learn it from Mitzorah because the Mitzorah is more chamer de kadinim, he has to shave his whole body. So we can't be machmir on a, on, on a nazir to, to shave with a razor. So uh, that's why we need tar specifically over here to tell me that, uh, that, the, that, that you have to shave with a razor at the end of the naziris. It's not about the beginning of the naziris. Let's just finish up a couple more lines. Rebbe Omer, Eino Tzar Charei Omer, Tar Lo Yavar Al Rosho Ad Melos. HaTorah Omra, Achra Melos, Lotayitiklachas El Betar. No, you don't need that drosha. We have another drosha that tells me that at the end of the Melos, the only way to get the haircut is with the tar. So you don't need this drasha of uh, mentioning tar in the Isra of cutting the hair, we already know, ad melos, that at the end of the melos, it has to dafka be with a, uh, with a razor. Okay, but we'll pick up from Vaksiv tomorrow.